Let's Get Two presents Go, Go Astros! Go, Go Astros! A focus on H-Town Hardball. Sabreu strikes out the side. And we are back on Go, Go Astros, and we're recording this, Brian, seconds after the Astros combined no-header, uh, which we will get to in one second. Brian Arbor's here with us. Andy is not here tonight. He's out with throat discomfort. Um, which either means he'll be back tomorrow or he's getting a throat transplant, one or the other. Uh, Brian, first blush, first brushes, just overall opinion of tonight's effort. The pitching was awesome. All right. Well, there you go. That wraps us up. Go, go Astros. I mean, oh, it was. First impression, I mean, they threw a combined no-hitter. We talked this morning on the show, right, about, you know, you know, that Christian Javier seemed a really good matchup, that he had a, uh, that his fastball would be a big weapon against the Phillies who aren't great against, they're good, but not great against high velocity. And he really had it moving and he really had it working. And then the bullpen was excellent, uh, particularly highlighted by uh, three straight uh, strikeouts by Brian Abreu, who just looks, his shoulders get bigger every time. I'm telling play. you. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. He's wearing shoulder pads under that thing. He has to be. Brian, you know, I, it was pretty cool because I was, I was listening to the broadcast at the end, and I usually listen to our guys. Um, but I like the fact that they pointed out that both Javier and Abreu are homegrown talent from our system and the fact that the Astros were able to find players that other teams overlook. Yeah, and that's um... – True with Javier and Abreu and Urquidy are all guys who are signed. The minimum age at which you can sign in uh, international free agent is the age of 16. Uh-huh. These were all older than that. And they signed for, for, for very little. There was very little investment. But it speaks to, and this isn't just an international development thing, guys like Chaz McCormick, what we've seen from Jeremy Pena, the development of the, the ability of this team to develop players, this organization to develop players. And sometimes I think this gets overlooked. They continue to develop and have players get better once they get to the majors. You know, Javier, Fromber, Brian Abreu, none of these are people who showed up at the major leagues fully formed. They are people who've gotten better, who've improved while they're on the Astros, which again speaks to the high quality of the coaching staff and that they got there from being. I think in Javier's case, he signed for like $50,000, which is very little money for these things here. Um, you know, that, that he made his way up again, a tribute to, also a testament to the coaching and development of the Astros minor league system. What I want to, um, we talked about after the Jordan miracle comeback at the first game of the ALDS that it would be a, it was a body blow. Would Seattle respond? Seattle didn't respond. Uh, last night, um, the Astros got, I mean, they got it handed to them. You can use whatever euphemism you want. And I saw some of our fellow Astros fans being very upset at how blase the guys were about it and how Bregman was still upbeat. Does this, what does this say about the mental toughness of this baseball team to get bludgeoned? The only word for it. And to come out and be patient at the plate, except for Lesman Diaz. Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing to note is, they've been in many playoff situations and basically, particularly the veteran players, Altuve, Bregman, Gurriel, uh, you know, Verlander, they've been in situations like this many times before. So 
And two, one of the things I think that works about playoff baseball is that you don't get caught up in the hype, that you treat it, you know, with seriousness and intensity, but that you don't, you know, get caught up in the moment. And so it's not surprising to me that they were very matter of fact in their comments last night, because again, that's what you'd expect. Also, it's baseball. Momentum is your next day starting pitcher. And boy, do we have a good one going tonight for our side. Our side. We had a great, yeah, we had a great one going tonight. And one of the, the cool things I just looked it up is that in his last two starts, Christian Javier has gone 11 and a third and gave up one hit. A hit. I mean, we've been on the show lobbying for him to have a bigger role. And I think we can definitely slot him in as the number two or number three starter next year, no matter how it goes. But again, I want to go back to the offense real quick. Um, relatively a much more patient approach. Um, we saw what 20 pitches out of, um, their guy. Why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Nola. And, yeah, Nola. So we saw what 20 something pitches out of him. They really did make him work. And then for the first time in a long time, we had productive at bat after productive at bat. And I remember telling Jess, like they had three singles in a row that basically amounted to zero runs. I didn't know how many more they had in them. And apparently I don't know anything about baseball. Yeah. Uh, after, you know, building up and building up and building up, I think it was a 16 innings, 17 innings without a run, the dam burst. And they got the five-run outburst. Um, they only needed one of them, but they got the five-run outburst. They chased, once again, they chased Aaron Nola from the game early, um, and they got to the Phillies' best starter. So this, there have been two stories to this, you know, World Series from the Astros' standpoint. One is they're able to hit the best Phillies pitchers. They have gotten lots of runs off of Nola and then off of Wheeler. And I guess the other story is they haven't gotten runs off the rest of the Phillies pitchers, which is kind of odd. It, it is odd. I think that's coming, right? Like I think um, we've talked about the depth already. And unlike the other night, it felt like Philly was going to some of the more leverage guys tonight as opposed to last night. Um, so I think it could bode well for the guys and no matter what we're going to have a game six in houston no matter what yeah yeah no absolutely it's a best of three series now um you know the pattern has been phillies win astros wins they will have to break that pattern but again you know three games is not a lot of games but you have the better team in general andy made that point this morning you're asking what's the hope the hope is we have a better team first of all can we talk about how weird it was that andy had to be the hopeful one in the group like that's not a it, it, was, really... new, it was different yes <laughs> it threw our dynamic off a little bit yeah shout out andy yeah there you go we appreciate it um no and i you know obviously going tomorrow is justin verlander and everybody on the the loud astros fans are dreading a verlander start I think he bounces back. I think that like, I think you made the point earlier in our, in our show today that he's not a guy that, that fails two times in a row. And he's somebody that's always kind of trying to figure out what went wrong. Yeah. He's a, um, that he has had such a poor record in the world series is inexplicable because is he a choker? Well, let me show you his ALCS and his ALDS record, which is awesome, both with the Tigers and, of course, with the Astros. He got mm -hmm. us to the World Series in 2017, pitching us through the ALCS, where he's the MVP. Um, you know, 
So it's not like he gets tired at the end of the season or there's some sort of thing. It's just his bad games have happened to be in the World Series. But usually what fixes these things is they keep playing more games, keep getting more chances, and the true talent level will show. So it's another chance to do that. More importantly, you know, because the Astros got to the Phillies' best starter tonight in Aaron Nola, you know, the Phillies are going to come up with now with Noah Syndergaard and a bunch of bullpen guys tomorrow. Yeah, unless they move Wheeler up, but which they could do, I guess, but... Yeah, but I think, well, they're definitely going to pitch a game six, and they're definitely going to pitch a game six, and they wanted to push Wheeler back. It looked, you know, you initially thought he'd pitch game five, that they pushed him back to game six and wanted to get an extra day's rest despite getting the bonus extra day with the rain out. Um indicates to me they don't think he's a hundred percent and they hope he's a hundred percent for game six maybe he will be but that doubt is you know it could work to the astros to the astros favor yeah and i mean the astros have been there that was that was the story for the astros pitching staff last year there was just when you start having to throw you know jesus to take the wheel of the bullpen cart it doesn't always uh, work out that was a nice little metaphor i just made that was pretty good uh the real hero of the game of course is jessica singing her getting a hit song um it did not work for ds so she stopped but she uh definitely i think deserves season tickets i i'd also like to thank jessica for only singing this that song in the top half of the inning because she sang it in the bottom half of innings be very different <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there was definitely she tried to come up with some pitching ones and i just said don't, just don't mess with the streak um you bring up a good point though, because you know, there's a lot of hypothesis about from Philly beat writers that's happening right now, actually about will they move Wheeler up, but either way you're playing a game six. It seems like if Wheeler's your guy, you save him to prevent elimination as opposed to just trying to get a lead in the series. Yeah. I don't know which way they'll go other than, you know, I guess if they, I mean, they, they would, if they went with Wheeler in game five, that would lead to an issue for them in game six of either Syndergaard or Suarez on short rest and if you throw Suarez you're committing to Nola on short rest so all of those scenarios involve a lot of your bullpen if you're the Phillies and there's a handful of bullpen arms that they trust despite the good performances they've gotten from uh, the other guys in their bullpen today Uh, so you know the best thing for the the best thing from a Philly standpoint is that the concerns about Wheeler are overblown and he's a hundred percent when he gets on the mound. You know, we will see what happens uh, when it does. He got beat up by the Astros in, in game two. Um, but the good news for the Astros is Verlander in game five, Fromber in game six, they're very solid on the mound the next two days. Yeah. And I think you can mix and match then at that point for a game if you have a game seven and feel very comfortable with what we can mix and match with, I think Javier will be able to get you at least two innings in that situation. So uh, a couple of, a couple of unsung heroes, I guess Yuli Gurriel talk a little bit about his, I mean, his world series, his playoffs. Yeah. Well, he's gone what 48 straight at bats with no strikeouts. And a particular time when you want not to get a strikeout is the scenario he was batting in, in the, um, in the top of the fifth, runner on for runner on third, one out, infield in. If you make contact, the chances that the contact you make will be a hit. You know, and you made solid con- You made 
you know, he made ground ball contact that would have been an out had the infield been in his normal position. But the fact that it was in then that he had a two strike count, he didn't get he didn't get a strikeout. Okay, led to an RBI, led to an extra run. Guriel's been really struggled through the regular season, has been a to me surprising contributor in the postseason, and that's been quite welcome. Yeah, I mean, he's it, it's sort of consider re-signing him next year level how he's played uh, in these in this postseason. Jordan feels close. I mean, I don't know. Um, he had a fly, a fly out today that would have been a home run in Minute Maid Park. Uh, what, what do you see from oh, Jordan? He has a game-winning RBI tonight. He had the game-winning RBI. Right, because you you and I are old. You're old enough, and I'm old enough to remember when game running RBI was a real stat that they put in the box score. That's right. And uh, Jordan got, got the honest RBI too. of the game by uh, you know offering well, his back a, to uh, pitch uh, two feet inside. So unique strategy, Cotton. We'll see how it works. Uh, it was, but yeah, but, I mean, I feel like he's coming around. Yeah, but to your serious point, yeah, he did seem to make some good swings tonight, going opposite fields, and he seems close and use that, but. Hey, the best swing of the night, both in terms of it produced the best outcome that shifted the game for the Astros and also was a really impressive swing in the context of a bases loaded, nobody out, two strikes on you. It looks like this guy's really got something on you. was Alex Bregman's swing on the outside fastball from Alvarado, the one he hit for the opposite field two-run double. And that was really, to me, a really, you know, and again, it shows you why he's a really good hitter because he's not going to get and he's not going to take bad swings. He's going to focus and lock in and be able to hunt the ball down and at least both make contact on it. In this case, made really hard and good contact. Drove in two runs, led to uh, really open the floodgates for that beginning. Yeah, and he had a couple of at- – he had a- his first at-bat, even though he got out, was a great at-bat. You know, of course, we, we were used to that. He he takes, he fouls balls off. He He's really good at getting it done. All right, not everything was perfect. Um we had a DH actually get a hit last night and get rewarded with being benched. What is going on at the DH position and how do you see it shaking out the next three games? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Does Dusty know? I mean, yeah. I mean, cause you know, intrinsically Hensley's the worst hitter we think of that group. Um, but both Mancini and Diaz look really lost at the plate. Diaz had a really poor at bat in the uh, second inning when it looked like, hey, you can get the first run here. You got runners on first and third with with one out, um, and you know never looked better throughout the game. Mancini's had a similar thing, so if he goes with Hensley, that's fine because you know the way they look recently is much worse than what their projections are for uh, for Mancini and Diaz. The Diaz thing surprises me because he's usually known to run into one and he at least usually puts up competitive at bats, but I agree. Th- these weren't even, he needs, he needs, a, he needs a, a winner off before he can, I think, figure this out. Possibly so. And, you know, I think Dusty's just, you know, I'm just try somebody and I hope it works. And, you know, I guess the other possibility you could have Christian Vasquez as your DH tomorrow. Maldonado is going to catch you do lose flexibility That's, yeah um, explain that to me and the audience how that yeah. works yeah so so you'd have both your catchers in the lineup if you pinch hit for Maldonado you can turn your de- designated hitter into a position player 
okay. that you would just lose the designated hitter and have the pitcher in the lineup. So I think it would limit you to pinch hitting for Maldonado in, until the eighth or ninth inning when you think it's his last his last at bat and you're not going to have that spot come up again. So there are some real concerns about the end of the game if that happened, but I guess that's the other possibility Dusty could consider uh, for the, um, for the DH, uh, for the DH. Yeah. Just national league it and keep pinch hitting for the pitcher whenever. At some point, if you played the 18 inning game, uh, you'd have a lot of pinch hits and. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, the, well, uh, was, Green, yeah. At some point, if we played 18 innings, Zach Grinke might not be the last pitcher who ever got a hit in the world. <laughs> well, and, and you know, th- I will say that Maldonado's actually had a pretty good postseason too. Like uh, it's been yep. surprising. Um, I guess as we put a bow on tonight's episode, um, that will, you know, wrapping this series up. Again, had the Astros in six. I feel I do not think Justin Verlander has two bad starts in him in a row. Yeah. And you have a big advantage in the pitching matchup, which should allow for, I expected tonight to be a low scoring game. I didn't expect it to be a no hit game, obviously, but I expect it to be a low scoring game. Uh, The Astros have a better chance tomorrow of scoring some runs, putting up some effort against Noah Syndergaard and the middle part of the Phillies bullpen. So clear advantage tomorrow, but they have to take advantage of that. And again, Hey, Robert Valdez has been an outstanding pitcher this year, including in game two, and he'd get the uh, ball in game six. And yeah, I'm pretty confident in that combination. Yeah, I am too. And I love the idea that's coming back. And again, I keep coming back to, um, they basically just crack some myths, like watching the uh, Phillies, the Philly faithful file out of the ballpark in the, in the seventh and eighth inning. Um, I think bouncing back from getting just embarrassed I mean, we saw the national media for the last 24 hours has been all about planning parades in Philly and and now not so fast, my friends, to quote a guy from another sport. Yeah, definitely won't be a uh definitely won't be a parade in Philly this week. Um, we will see uh what happens next week. But again, series is even best of three. You've got the better team. So, you know, it's even on the uh, you know, even the number of wins, but a slight but meaningful advantage to the Astros in the odds moving forward. That's right. I think as we wrap up, fan, I mean, 538 has not back to, I think, having a 65% chance of winning the World Series. Brian, we'll be back, not tomorrow, but the next day to hopefully talk about the Astros being up 3-2. Have a good night and go Strohs. Mm. Cheers, uh, cheers to all our listeners. Go Strohs. <laughs>